I'm doing good. Welcome back to Staycation, the podcast brought to you by Localer. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, How you doing? I'm good. I um, ran out of beer last night, so I had to go get some beer today. And that was a whole, it wasn't a debacle, but I had like internal conflicts because about buying more beer. No, I definitely knew I wanted to buy more beer, but Uh there's thoughts of, should I be around other people? What if no one in the liquor store is wearing a mask? What if everyone in the liquor store is wearing a mask? Should I wear a mask? Mm -hmm. And, you know, because like I live in Atlanta and sometimes people here don't think they should follow rules. Just Uh, because they exceptionalism of some sort government ain't gonna tell me what to do oh, attitude okay. uh-huh. so that's just that's just kind of like a slice of the demographic that we may have here uh-huh. and so there were all these thoughts that were swirling in my brain um but ultimately i did wear a mask good okay and, and how what was the store. percentage of people wearing masks zero zero <laughs> the just only you. person wearing a mask that is a weirdly unsettling feeling i've discovered the people working in the liquor store were wearing gloves uh-huh so that they were protecting themselves and us from everything they touched i guess i guess that's the idea but no one was wearing a mask so then it led me to feel even more self-conscious about having one on and then also being asian i felt a oh, little yeah. bit more like maybe people were looking at me funny but i didn't know either way the, I was in the liquor store for two minutes because I already knew what beers I was getting. I was mm-hmm. getting Creature Comforts, Tropicalia, and Three Taverns, Rowdy and Proud. Those Rowdy are and like Proud, my, love that one. Those are my local beers that I love. So I, I know where they are. I just grabbed them and went to the front and paid. It was two minutes. Pro- it felt like 20 minutes. Yeah. Just, just It just was really intense. Just unsettling. Uh, yeah, I've had I've had mixed experiences with that with people wearing masks. Sometimes it, I go out and it seems like every single person is wearing one, and sometimes it seems like, you know, I'm the only one, or or everyone is wearing one and I'm not. But um, there is a thing here in Seattle. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Probably not. It's called like the Seattle freeze. Have you ever heard that expression? Mm-mm. So basically, uh, it's a term coined to describe how people here are. Um, aloof and rude <laughs> and it's accurate Every, the people in seattle it's not like a east coast like um new york style of just sort of being direct and um unfiltered it's it, like it, bluntness not not intentional bluntness yeah it's not that it's it's icier and it's i mean it's it's pretty uh it, <laughs> it can be pretty isolating and lonely feeling and uh, people here just don't really want anything to do with anybody they don't know, including my own neighbors. I've lived in the same building for four years. And was that was anybody. that pre all this pre quarantine? Yes, it was pre quarantine, but now everybody is like so proud of the Seattle freeze because it means it's like we've been training for this our whole lives, basically. Oh, now they get to like act on it at all times. Uh huh. Like free pass. Yeah, and I mean. I guess I'm not mad about it. Here I come down the street, but I'm going to ice you out. Well, and people are really good, I think, about like shaming people here. So anytime 
anybody's out who's not wearing things like the disapproving glares can be felt um you know from from another room even wow but i am sorry that you're experiencing um paranoia or or real you know um poor treatment based on the fact that you're asian and if anybody's well, making I, you feel I'm not, less welcome i'm not directly experiencing it but i'm also trying not to invite it either so i am intentionally staying at home as much as possible and not going out into public mm-hmm. places where it may or may not happen but i just don't want my day to go that way so i kind of try to stay away from anything that might yeah. involve it and it's okay i know that once we're past this things are going to be fine and also i have like a lot of asian bros that we we have a group chat and we talk about this stuff and that's my way of uh kind of getting past it and it's fine that's good that's good uh i do want to point out how disappointing it is to hear that anybody would have to term themselves as inviting that sort of negative attention as if you're somehow responsible for it i get the position you're in and how i mean we we live we live on planet earth that's true that's That's just kind of the way people are wired it's i've come to find and i'd like to believe that we can get past that but i'm gonna need more evidence of that (laughs) yeah yeah i know well i'm sure i'm preaching to the choir here and so are you by you know making our audience aware of this but PSA, be better, people. Can we just be better? But I do have some cool good news. Okay. Um, Well, getting beer at the beer store is actually really good news. Yeah, small victories are important, like I said. But um, an old friend from college reached out, and she teaches an art class to high school kids in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And um, she is teaching all of her classes virtually now. Uh, So you can imagine how tough it is to be an art teacher leading projects via zoom chat or whatever it might Uh, be yeah um and so she asked if i would be interested in like one talking to her students as a and someone who does art for a living Mm -hmm. and then also maybe creating like a video to show them of like my home studio and maybe some projects i've done so that's a fun thing that i'm like actually really excited to share um with like a completely new audience. That sounds awesome. And I think those kids are going to be entertained and also uh, such a uh, surprising thing. That's a, kind of a, a, like you said, a piece of good news, a ray of sunshine to come out of this, because if we weren't all stuck in this situation, you probably would have not been approached by an old friend in Oklahoma to help out with such a thing. But it also just gave me an idea and please just don't say anything yet because I want you to think about it before you decide, which is what if you started like a Bob Ross thing? So you could be on what? IG Live, could be on any channel. Oh, I'm not doing IG Live. You know how Okay, I, I know you hate IG, IG Live. Live. Okay, but just, just hear me out. In some form or fashion, whether it's to these high schoolers or to all of the adults who really are just bored and uninspired, you go through like a sort of paint along thing and we can either follow along with our own palettes or we can just kind of like drink wine and, and watch you do your thing. I think this would I be like great. That. I, I like that idea, but not for me. I'm not See, cool enough. I, I, don't I don't have enough like clout for something like that. But for someone who's like a 
an artist that like the world knows yeah for sure like big time i believe i my one request was for you to not answer yet just to think about it just <laughs> give it a weekend <laughs> oh god i'll tell you what my answer is after the weekend it'll okay. be the same well we'll see <laughs> well anyway uh today guys i'm very excited because we're talking to someone who is probably one of the kindest uh people on the local or advisory board mm -hmm. um it's georgina whalen um she's an influencer marketing consultant she's a boston localer um, she's really deep in the food scene in Boston. And I became friends with her two years ago at the local or advisory board retreat. And I've just mm -hmm. been keeping up with her since. And I'm just really excited to hear from her. Totally. And what's also really cool is if you're following local or you probably have seen her before because she's appeared in our magazine and on our Instagram feed and things like that. 100%. And if you're not following Georgina specifically yet, I highly encourage you to do so uh, because she's just a just a ray of sunshine, just such a sweet person to talk to and chat with. And um, so let's get to it. All right. Let's call Georgina. Okay. Hey, Georgina. Hey guys, how are you? Good. Where are you right now? I'm in Boston right now um, in my apartment with my husband, Dan, and my puppy, Frida. Oh, how's that going? It's going okay. Um, it's a pretty big adjustment uh, living in such a small space, but we're definitely making it work just like everyone else. Nice. Yeah, you know, one thing I've been hearing anecdotally from folks is that having a dog and being in an urban setting like the dog has to go outside most of us if we don't have a reason to go outside feel kind of guilty about doing it but in the case of, of having a dog it's like it's like an essential job and so you probably are getting to explore a little more than the dogless which is great definitely um i feel so fortunate every time i do have to take her out because it also isn't it like a a time for me to to kind of pause what I'm doing and get outside. Um, I usually wouldn't take the time to do that. So I feel very fortunate. Have you been super busy um, throughout all of this? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, marketing <laughs> never sleeps no matter what. So we've actually been a lot busier than normal. Um, I, you know, run influencer marketing campaigns for a living. And um, a lot of those budgets have been cut, unfortunately, um, in some areas. Um, so I've had to take on some other jobs like PR and, and brand partnerships, which is exciting and a new opportunity to learn and grow uh, my skills. Um, but it certainly does, you know, create a busy, very busy schedule. You know, I read something in Vogue Business the other day about how it's the, I guess the headline was influencers currency. It might be increasing during COVID-19. And uh, what is your take on that? I think that may be true for some creators. Um, I think we've seen very recently some influencers that have handled, uh, handled what's going on very poorly. They haven't followed directions and they have millions of followers. 
Um, they're setting examples for young people that have been following them for years. Um, so in that case, I would say, uh, you know, things aren't going that well, but there have been some incredible influencers. Um, Chiara, who lives in Italy, who's, um, you know, created a GoFundMe that raised over $4 million. Um, there are so many influencers out there creating content to help people during this time. Um, and I think that's really the way to go, to be empathetic. Um, and some people, I think a lot of the audiences are being em empathetic too, because they know that these people that do it full time, uh, they need to pay their bills too. So as long as they're taking the right approach, um, then I feel that currency is absolutely still there. And then with others, perhaps if they're not handling it correctly or not not being authentic with the, the ways they're talking about their partnerships during these times, it might might not be great for them. Yeah, we've already seen some um, some influencers lose some partnerships, um, investors. So, you know, I think these are formative this is a formative period in many industries, but um, how we handle ourselves under this kind of pressure is so important, um, you know, right now, but then again for our future. Do you have any particularly egregious examples? I'm just a little curious of some ways that influencers <laughs> have been behaving badly. Um, you know, I, I, I've learned, um, when being in this industry for of for quite a long time before it was even cool that you're not supposed to name names i think the most oh, diplomatic sure. way is to kind of allude to certain influencers that may have tested positive for covid and then fled the county to another area that's not even equipped for you know the hospitals in case there was an outbreak so i think you know, endangering other humans, never okay. If millions of people follow you, really not okay. Sure. Um, so what it comes down to is, you know, people being self-aware and thinking about how their actions can be perceived by others and how their actions may drive others to act. Um, because in this case, it comes down to actual lives. So you alluded to how working in marketing and working with influencers is kind of like a 24 hour job. And how, how do you find time for yourself and how do you keep the energy up to address whatever may hit your inbox at any hour? <laughs> yes. And, you know, to be clear, um, it is a 24 hour job, seven days a week, but I started this 11 and a half years ago with um, just with just passion to create. Um, it was anonymous um, with a lifestyle blog. Um, so it a lot of the time it doesn't feel like work. But as far as finding time for me and being creative, um, one of the most important things to me is music. Um, I started at a very young age uh, studying voice, piano and violin. So a few years ago, my husband, Dan, purchased uh, an electronic piano for me. So I've actually taken the time to make sure that I practice um, for no one else but myself. No one's ever really listening, maybe Dan, um, but I have headphones sometimes. Um, and I find that that helps me de-stress. Um, another thing just as a creator that's important to me is, is 
finding time to create content that I feel may be helpful to others. Um, and, you know, this isn't anything that's going to save lives, but, you know, a collection of the best free at home streaming workouts or work from home tips that I feel are truly helpful and original. Um, you know, those are the things that beyond, you know, any contributions that I can make are ways that I can contribute my time as well. Well, and you, you know, you're not saving lives necessarily through preventing the spread of the pandemic, but mental health is a, a thing that I think all of us are kind of white knuckling right now. There, there could be a, a huge fallout from all of these different, um, you know, changes that we're experiencing on people's quality of lives and their, their mental health. And so if you can help people stay sane through this, I do think that that might be saving lives. I don't know how many, but I think it's really important. I do think it is important. Absolutely. That's awesome. And so your um, your own personality as an influencer and uh, your Instagram specifically has a lot to do with food, which is awesome. Uh, it makes me hungry every time I look at it. But that also probably really sucks right now because some most of your favorite restaurants are a lot harder to access. How's the transition been? So the most unfortunate thing about this is um, all of the industry folks that once had a job and income just mm -hmm. don't. Um, and they're having to survive with paying rent, bills, um, support their families. And that is our number one concern. Um, so finding ways that we can support them in any way possible. Um, and not just them, but anyone that we would see on a weekly or monthly basis, you know, sending them tips ahead of time. Um, you know, a lot of restaurants are now finding ways to, you know, they're not maybe all preparing food for curbside, but maybe just desserts or our favorite restaurant, SRV, um, they're selling t-shirts, which, you know, maybe, you know, we're absolutely going to be buying them just because, they, you know, it's revenue that they can take in. Um, they also, their pastry chef, Meg, also created gelato. Um, and, you know, I'm lactose intolerant, but we absolutely bought some um, to support <laughs> that. That is commitment. <laughs> that is sacrifice. I love it. <laughs> Your loyalty is through the roof. <laughs> So, um, you know, it's so important to figure out any way that you can contribute. There's a local maker two streets down. Um, they make these candles, noted candles. You know, I bought a bunch just to make our place a little bit more cozy because we all love candles too. So, um, and then one last thing that I think is important that maybe people don't think of um, are Girl Scout troops. So Girl Scouts do a lot for our local communities. Um, for underserved communities, especially. I was a Girl Scout, um, so I made sure to place a good order this year. I also love the cookies, so. Yeah, it's a win-win. <laughs> well, that all, you know, that sounds, that sounds like it's helpful in a way that's not just sort of tiding people over. I kind of worry about the fact that so much of what businesses are doing is encouraging people to purchase gift cards just because I think it, you know, it might help right now, but I don't really know how that's going to fare ultimately for a business. If, you know, in six months, if places are being flooded, but people are effectively getting their meals for free at that point, I don't really know how that's going to help. So I think being able to supplement with things like takeouts, gelato and t-shirts, that's great. Absolutely. Makes more sense to me. 
Yeah. So with all the craziness that's going on, and you said that you and your husband are kind of sharing the place and with the dog and everyone's just trying to get work done. Um, do you have any tips for people or some things that you've learned about working from home that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah. Um, so for me, it was important for me to kind of overhaul my morning routine um, while still maintaining my regular hours. So um, I work with teams on the West Coast and the majority of the team is actually in Berlin, Germany. So it's very important for me to to maintain those hours um, just to keep up in my workload, but also to prevent any disruption in my sleep pattern, um, which can really throw people off and it can be hard to get back to when they have to go back into the office. So that's really important to me. Um, number two is being so respectful to people that you share your space with, whether it be your partner or your roommates, you know, having a quick chat about the important meetings you have that day so that you're not, you know, yelling over each other. Um, but also thinking about like, what do you want to do that's fun at the end of your day so that you have something to actually look forward to instead of, you know, I, I don't know, just, I mean, for me, it's just like wine and sweatpants, but, <laughs> you know, it can also be with like a cool app. <laughs> what time does wine and sweatpants hours start? There's no um, wrong answer here. I want to quickly say that. Uh, it varies some days earlier than the other days. Uh, I um. mean, that happens in my household, too. Some days, some days it might be three o'clock. Yeah, some days it is three, absolutely. <laughs> and that's why it's important to work out early, folks. You gotta exactly. get that yeah. in before it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, this week has been a struggle for me to get the early workout in. So, oh gosh, yeah. Gonna start tomorrow, I promise. Sure. Hey, nobody's judging. Everybody <laughs> no just go one. at your own pace, okay? My theory is that if everybody I know gains a little bit of weight, first of all, good problem to have. Relatively speaking, this is not a problem. But secondly, if we all gain a little bit of weight, then it's normal. It's level. It's like effectively zeroing it all out. Oh, because yeah. <laughs> it's all... Because like no okay. one can tell. We're all right. a little bit yeah. here, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like... We're, we're all a little a bit more out. jolly coming out of this. <laughs> a little bit rosier in the cheeks. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, and you have an especially good problem to have, I think, is probably the fact that um, your your husband is uh, writes cookbooks. Is that right? He does. Yeah, he um, he actually does like probably ninety eight percent of the cooking. Um, just because I work out of the home and he his office is the kitchen. So, yes, it has been a struggle. <laughs> That's a good person to be, you know, quarantined with. It's a wonderful person to be quarantined with. Yeah. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. Well, staying on the food topic, are, what are some restaurants that you're looking forward to going to once this is all over? Yeah, so number one, I had mentioned it before, SRV Boston. Um, they're a Venetian restaurant and uh, they offer a chiquetti menu, which is Venetian tapas. Um, so I always like to go to the bar um, if it's just Dan and I and order some small bites and a glass of Lambrusco, I can't wait to get back there and support that team. Um, we also have some great breweries here in Boston. Um, I can't wait to go to Trillium uh, with my pup because they allow dogs and just relax. They have food trucks. Um, it's always just a nice vibe. Yeah, it sounds great right now. 
Yeah. Um, also, I miss Fenway Park. Um, so I know a hot dog may not be on the top of everyone's list, but a Fenway Frank is spring to me. Um, we never yeah. miss spring training. I love the Red Sox. I love baseball. Um, and I really miss it a lot. I'm missing sports big time. Yeah. Oh, I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, you're totally right. Like going to the ballpark and having a hot dog is just something that it's kind of like a pilgrimage that you make every spring. Every year. Yeah. If if anything, you gotta get to one, right? So I yeah. I'm I'm definitely missing that yeah. around this time of year. Are there any places that you have you had to cancel any trips in the near term? I have canceled many trips, um, some close, and a lot of them were blogger trips, actually. Um, so most recently, um, Dan and I were headed to Napa with the National Peanut um, Association. Um, so wow, that that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we love Napa. We were so excited. Um, you know, he chose uh, some cool activities for us. We were then going to head to the vineyard for um, an oyster festival. Um, which is now, you know, obviously pushed off. And then we were next week, we were headed to um, Sweden and Copenhagen with oh, some God. of our family. Um, so it's, it is what it is at the end yeah. of the day. Like I'm so fortunate to even have been able to plan those trips. So sure. it's not the end of the world by any means. Um, we'll get there. Just not right now. Yeah, totally. No, I Kate, know. Kate was supposed to be in Hawaii right now. Yeah. Oh, that actually hurts probably more than all of mine. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, yeah, I was fully expecting to be like critically ill with the sunburn by this point and like just having completely abandoned my my former life. And Larry is a real big cheerleader for Hawaii. He spent a lot of time there. And so I was really looking forward to sort of picking his brain and getting the best tips and maybe even having my own um, pineapple plant growing. I think Ooh, Larry's been yeah. working on growing a, a single pineapple for a couple of years now. And I was yes. really excited to join you in that That's endeavor, awesome. but you're right. Hawaii will still be there. And relative to all of the problems I could be having that you could be having, these are good problems to have. That doesn't yeah. mean we're not allowed to be bummed. I think one of, one of the universal things um, that, has been mentioned with everyone we've talked to so far with this podcast is that we're all incredibly blessed to be in the positions that we are. And, yeah. um, but Agreed. also, also like just so thankful that there are people out there on the front lines in downtown Boston are people like clapping at eight o'clock for the medical professionals and stuff. Like um, that. I think they are. The, the thing about Boston is we have uh, hospitals in such different areas. So we have like the Longwood area where Brigham and Women's is. We have Tufts a little further. Um, we are fortunate to have some incredible hospitals. Um, but there's also, <laughs> um, the weather is pretty crazy here. So in the last week, we had kind of like a, a hurricane um, here. Really? really close by in the south end um winds got so high that um there was actually some flooding a water main broke we some of us lost power um so it's been a little out of sorts <laughs> um you know boston has crazy weather but number one we are doing everything we can to support our um our health professionals and people on the front lines grocery workers like 
without them, we wouldn't even have a shot at tomorrow or the future. Mm -hmm. So we're so grateful. Well, that's good. And yeah, I mean, the, the cheering is a, is a nice way to feel connected, but it almost, it might be just as cathartic for the people who are cheering as it is for the healthcare oh, absolutely. workers. We do it I in was... my neighborhood. There's no hospital nearby. And I think it just kind of helps people remember that there's other hardworking, good people around them who are struggling just as much. Um, but it mm -hmm. does always give me a little bit of a, a chill down my spine, a happy chill. Yeah, it's also, you know, this is a really quiet period in all of our lives, right? Because we're like distancing on purpose from others. And so sometimes it's just cool to be outside and hear a bunch of people yelling, hooting and mm -hmm. hollering, as yeah. they say in the South, you know, because it's just, just to get the energy out. We kind of need that. Yeah, I think it kind of stands for hope. You know, people are cheering and in hope for for more and for something better. And, um, you know, due to the actions of so many incredible, brave people. It's going to be such a crazy, fun, overwhelmingly emotional day when we are all allowed to really step outside cautiously, but, you know, um, more freely. I think that the emotions are going to run so high. And I, this, I'm stealing this from a meme that I saw, but I fully am tend to embrace it. The first flight that I'm allowed to go on, you better believe I'm going to be that person who's clapping when we land. Like, we got it. Yeah, I think we're all... we take off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole yeah, I feel that. I think we're all going to be a lot more appreciative over every little thing, you know, really celebrate the little things in life. Oh, so that's going to be really great. Have sitting you... in traffic. I can't wait to sit in traffic. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I really oh, like, I miss my one. commute. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's my favorite part of this is just sailing through green light after green light. I love <laughs> it. Oh, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I try not to get too used to it. Well, we've been working it from home for a long while, so we don't really have a commute, but I still do miss like, Oh, if I'm going to drive across town to go see my friend, I love that 20, 30 minutes mm -hmm. in the car because it's like I get to listen to my own music and yes. or podcast or whatever it might be. But it's like my space and it's like my own like time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to like just have that ripped away from you. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And trying to find that time in another way. Yeah. One of the first things I think that will reopen in terms of travel, though, will be, you know, relatively local travel. So road trips are going to be, um, you know, okayed before international flights or, or what have you. So I'm kind of excited. I think I'm excited to take a road trip. And that also obviously gives you a lot more time in the car. Um, where, do, where do people road trip around Boston? Is there like a, a favorite locale of yours? Yeah, um, just a few. So I love, um, I love Portland, Maine. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up going to Maine. Um, it's not like the super popular place. Everyone likes to go to the Nan to Nantucket, the Vineyard, the Cape. But Maine is a little bit quieter, um, and there's incredible food in Portland, food, breweries. Um, so I love to go there, um, head north. But my parents actually live on the Cape now. They retired, um, so Cape Cod, go to the beach get a lobster roll, um, mm. and once in a while, go to the vineyard. Um, you know, it's a little expensive, but it is a nice treat for sure. I, I went to Maine once, and it was awesome. I have 
amazing memory about going there with my dad. He loves shellfish. So oh, we, we did the lobster thing like every other meal. And it was, it was just a good memory. And I, I do remember it being like very quiet um, and intentional time that we got to spend together, had good yeah. conversations. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's very non, uh, there's not a lot of frills to it, which very down to earth community. So I, I do love that. Mm -hmm. That sounds nice. Larry, where's, where are you going to head? Are you going to go on a road trip from Atlanta? You got a, you got anything that you're specifically daydreaming about? Um, you know, I'm just excited to get back out there and be amongst Atlantans. Mm -hmm. uh, I like, I want to be in a large crowd and high five people like at a game, basically uh, missing sports. Um, and like I had talked about previously, like right before all this happened, we went to an away game in Nashville and that was like a road trip. And I'm so glad I had that experience. And it's so like close to like recent memory um, that I, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And uh, I feel like my cup is still full from that. But I know that by the end of this, I'm going to be ready to go somewhere again soon. So maybe back to Nashville. Maybe back to Nashville. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. How about you, Kate? Um, well, you know, I live in Seattle and a, a thought that I keep having that's just like an idle daydream um, that I then wake up from and, and remember what the reality of our situation is right now. I keep thinking about Canada because it's not far away. Uh, but a lot of people I think here don't go to Canada. Um, you know, Vancouver's right over the border. But the, sometimes the, the, the borderline is long and, and there's lots to do in Washington. And for whatever reason, I think we just generally forget that it's right there. So for, um, for the past couple of weeks, I keep having this thought pop into my head that's like, oh my gosh, you haven't been to Canada in years. You should go there. And then, you know, I kind of smack my head. I'm like, uh, well, <laughs> you're not going anywhere anytime soon. But, um, but once that I'm able to, I'm going to go there. I'm going to order as much poutine as I'm legally allowed to. And, uh, and I'm not coming back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the beautiful thing about your job, Kate, is that you can work from anywhere. So just bring your computer and make sure you have an internet connection. I think they have internet in Canada. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Dare to dream, but um, but great. Well, we have plenty of daydreaming to do. I'm sure that you do as well. And so we hope to, you know, have another chance to talk to you. We're curious. Where can people find you online if um, if they're so curious to do so? Yeah. Um, so on Instagram, uh, my handle is at Georgina um, and that's whale with an N. <laughs> And uh, everything else, I'm at Boston Georgina. Um, and I run a blog, uh, anotedlife.com. So you can find me, uh, reach out, give me content suggestions. I'm always happy to connect with anyone I come across. Georgina's photos of food are beautiful. And again, just so mouthwatering. Like if you want to daydream about food, even for a second, I highly recommend. Worth a follow just follow. for that. Yeah, definitely worth the follow. Thank you. All right, Georgina. Well, we hope you stay safe. We hope you stay sane. Uh, we hope that you get lots of good puppy time in over the weekend. And um, please just don't be a stranger. You know where to find us. I won't. Thank you both so much for your time. Yeah, you. we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Bye. 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 Bye.